Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 103 of the See Zus Show. It's your boy, yours truly, Sir Caesars, and I just want to say I'm happy that you guys are tuning in for another fun-filled episode of the Caesars Show. Literally, I cannot express how much I am so appreciative of each and every single one of you guys. So make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at the Caesars Show, at Sir Caesars, and at Trade Day XXIV as well. Too, we're on all platforms. So do yourself a favor, spread that love as well. Too, today is going to be a pretty damn good episode, building off of last week as well. Too, but before we get into today's highest topics, I want to rehash. Past episode, which was 102, it was me and your boy, your co-host, Trade A XXIV, of course. And we talked about, um, you know, the NBA All-Star starter selection. We did a little role play about um, if I were Katie and he was LeBron James, who we select in our starting lineup, who do we think are going to be potential reserves, who are some people to watch out for, um, Anthony Davis injury, Lakers struggling, um, the Nets dominance, and so much more as well, too. So I hope you guys enjoyed that past episode. And, uh, you know, without further ado, Let's get into today's hottest topics. But before we get into today's hottest topics, I always want to introduce my boy, my co-host, my brother from another mother, Trade Day XXIV. What to do, baby? Let's get it. What's up, everybody? It's Trey Day all day. You are tuned in for another episode of the Caesar Show. You already know what's going on. What's good with you, sir, Caesar? I am good. I'm good. I feel great. The weather's great. I even thought about going to the beach today, but um, it's been a very long week, um, and I've just been taxed physically and mentally, so I just want to relax, pot it up, watch a little bit of hoops, uh, catch up on some content, and play some video games, man. That, that's all I really want to do, and read a little bit. That, that's that's about it. How you been? I feel you. I'm chilling, man. It, it, was, it was that kind of week. Um it was just, but it's more, you know, head down, grind, uh, preparing for a few things. So it's all about preparation right now, and then the reward will come later. So that's all it is, man. Ready to get into this podcast, like you said, everything. It's, it's a workers' mentality right now. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we kind of talked about that uh, a little bit last week as well, too. After we were done recording, it is a workers' mentality, and you just gotta separate yourself um and then connect yourself with separate yourself amongst people who aren't like-minded and obviously connect yourself with people who are like-minded as well too so i definitely agree with that and and like you said preparation it really is everything um and i had a little a little taste of that this week as well too i mean i know but now that i'm kind of getting into what i've been aspiring to do preparation is key for sure so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. on that one um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get straight into it, man. Obviously, last week's episode was pretty fire as well. Um, this week is just another continuance as well. And, you know, the All-Star is coming up next week, Sunday, which will be March the 7th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time as well, too. So we announced the starters last week, and then we had a little bit of role play. So I was KD, you were LeBron, and we picked our teams, which were pretty fire. We'll see if that holds constant, if that holds truth or, or anything as well, too. All-star reserves were announced. So I'll just go off from the east and then I'll go off from the west as well, too. So from the east, um, we had Jalen Brown, we had James Harden, we had Zach Levine, we had Julius Randle, we had Jason Tatum, we had Ben Simmons, and we also had Vucevic as well, too. And on the east, we had Anthony Davis, PG, Rudy Gobert, 
Damian Lillard, who we also had a little segment about last week, Donovan yeah. Mitchell, uh, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson. So um, those are some pretty good picks. I really wasn't too upset with anything as, as well, too. I mean, we can talk about some, you know, people who have got, you know, snubbed and whatnot, but every <laughs> single year we're always going to feel like someone got slighted as well, too. So yeah. um, there were some replacements, and we'll talk about Katie's injury a little bit later. But KD is going to be replaced as a starter for Jason Tatum. The reason being is if you look at all the backcourt behind KD, I think Jason Tatum had the most votes. So it kind of makes sense with that as well, too. And then who's going to be replacing KD overall is going to be uh, Sabonis as well, too. Um, Sabonis has had a pretty damn good year. Um, you know, he's kind of reminds me of the of the poor man version of, of Jokic, right? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass yeah. first. They're going to run the offense through him as well, too. They're going to get everyone involved and just gets his his, his buckets naturally. So, um, although the Pacers have been kind of struggling a bit, you know, still in playoff contention, and he's currently averaging um, 22 points, 12 rebounds, and six assists, Sheesh. which is amazing as well, too, <laughs> man. And, and I really like it as well. Um, and then also for the West replacements – for Anthony Davis, obviously, they gave the nod to Devin Booker. That's probably been one of the biggest uh, headlines as well, too. Like, oh, my God, Chris Paul, Maiden, and, and Devin Booker make it. If you're going to pick a Phoenix Sun, you better pick uh, Devin Booker. But Devin Booker uh, made again. And, you know, with me, awesome. even if I was even if I was a all-star reserve, I mean, it, it sucks that it says reserve. But, yeah. Or replacement, but at the end of the day, you still all star. You know what you do on a daily basis as well, too. But um, with everything being said, how do you feel about the the reserves that got listed, and then also uh, the replacements for the injuries of Anthony Davis and also Kevin Durant as well? Uh, I think I think it's uh, it's solid. I mean, because what 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 else do you kind of in a way go for some of those things? You know what I'm saying? Like Jason Tatum coming in for KD. But um, Devin Booker, of course, getting denied. Like, I don't think, and this is a short and sweet answer, like, because you kind of summarize a lot of it. It's it's the way you had to go, you know what I'm saying? And and it's in this kind of figuration. I think uh, a lot of this stuff lends itself to the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Lends itself to the format, you know? So, He's, he's like he's talking about like reserves and and whatever like that. Before it was just oh he an all star we're gonna see him at the all star game he's gonna get some playing time whatever so it's just such so so on like the, the all stars all like the stars of the all stars are gonna get out there mix it up in the in between phase then you know you have your people that you know first timers whatever like that and then at the end of the game you have your the people that might have got hot and and so on and so forth coming in so I think uh Sabonis uh. D book, uh, Jason Tatum, who's having a really good season, just not on a great team, uh, per se at the moment. Um, it, they were the right choices. What, what, what more can you say? What more can you do? You know? Yeah. I have to agree with you as well too. So Tobias Harris, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Trey Young, Brandon Ingram, even Jordan Clarkson. I, I'm sorry, but you know, just <laughs> use this as, use this as motivation, um, and, and just continue to move and put, yeah, continue to push forward. So um, yeah. I'm sure you're going to have it. You, everything, everyone starts off at a clean slate, um, you know, the next year as well, too. So I'm sure you're going to find a way to, to get back into that discussion or topic of conversation as well, too. Side um, note, so, si- side note, uh, Tobias Harris, I, w- I would be really interested to see him even like in the all-star kind of format, because I feel like he does a lot of like the all-star stuff. Like, like we were talking about, he is like 
a very like honorable mention all-star i just believe that like um there's just not enough space to go around in a lot of things you know what i'm saying even like maybe even with the team or even with you know in the league but i think once he gets to that level, you know, we'll say he will. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see him on the all-star format and in, in, in the game itself. Yeah, for sure. So, obviously, last week we um, had a role play with choosing with choosing um, who are going to be on our squad as well, too. Um, now, with Katie not being, you know, a participant of this upcoming all-star game that's next week, Sunday, and Jason Tatum is a starter now, do you think – Jason Tatum is going to be remotely alongside of LeBron James and, and they're picking their squads together? Or do you think Kevin Durant's still going to hold that responsibility and Jason Tatum just going to have to run with, you know, whatever team KD put together? What would you do? Uh, if I was the league, I'd still have KD pick because everything KD does is newsworthy. You know, yeah, he is yeah. a Twitter monster. I just see you, you just sent me the drink. We got into it with cash, though. I guess we talk about that now or later. But like, what are you what are you what are you doing? Like, so so, uh, yeah, KD has to, you know, if it, if it bleeds, it reads. And if it's uh, KD, then it's going to be set on fire. If it's LeBron James, then it's going to go up. So you got to let your stars do the quote unquote media marketing promotional. You know what I'm saying? And then like the young boys, you know, go to the locker room. Y'all got next. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So hopefully it's a it's a good event. Um, obviously, you know, they're paying homage um, and raising money for HBCU. So that's always something that's good. Um, sure. It lets it lets us know that uh, the players' association are literally going to continue to be at the necks of these owners and these people who are in position of power. So I, I love um, the initiatives that they're taking as well too. So there's a couple teams that have been struggling. Um, obviously, we talked about some from last week, but this week, um, the topic of discussion has kind of been the Boston Celtics, right? You know, you have mm-hmm. two all-stars now um, and a former all-star, Kemba Walker, as well. So you got your big three. And, you know, this is a team who has been in the conference finals damn near, except for that one Kyrie year when he came back and he lost to the Bucks in the second round. They've been the conference finals since IT days, almost every year as well, too. Um, so to see them kind of struggle this year and be, they just won yesterday, be 16 and 17. Um, they just bumped up to the, to the uh, seventh seed in the East right now. Who would you say that you blame the most? If you had to, if you had to put like the, the biggest chunk of percentage on who you're going to blame the most, who would you blame the most? Would you blame the GM, Danny Ainge? Would you blame the coach, Brad Stevens? Uh, or would you ban- or would you blame the players? Um, I'm gonna have to give it give way to between GM and between uh and between players. Uh, <laughs> maybe at Stevens, but like he's kind of I won't say he's been proven because he hasn't. You know, he's not Nick Nurse or anything like that, but. I just feel like he's been consistent in a lot of these things in a, in a way, you know, he's been consistent. He's been consistent when they were competing with the likes of like LeBron when they were over there and when they were going up against like the Raptors and stuff like that. And however those matchups came out when, you know, like the last five to six years, Rat Stevens has been the coach and he's been pretty consistent. Like if he has a team that, you know, is willing to play can do what they have to do. He can get them to the Eastern conference finals, you know, or semifinals at least. So I don't, I wouldn't give way to that. But if you talk about new outlook, you shake it up, get rid of Brad Stevens, but who are you going to get? You never know. 
Um, but you know, they have failed to get another uh big man. But what Al Horford is over there, right? They picked up him. But still, maybe maybe, maybe past his prime, possibly. Who knows? Um, it, it hasn't gelled like he wanted it to gel. Um, you've seen people like a Kyrie Irving depart from the team. Uh, you've seen them not, you know, I, I don't think Terry Rozier would have been, quote unquote, the guy they wanted maybe. But they're still, they're still lacking maybe a true, I know, no, they have Kimba, right? So. I don't, I don't know. That's why, that's why I have to say, like, you have these guys that are performing, and on top of that, these are young emerging superstars that are still pretty young, you know? So it's like, do you say, what, what, what can you say about it? It's tough. I think it's a, it's a bad spot, but also, we talk in the, in the NBA, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And in a lot of things, if you're not getting better, then you're getting worse. I don't think they got any better this offseason with any of the kind of moves they made. I, I don't see it. So I can chalk it up to GM. Maybe if coaching has something decision. Uh, so to answer your question, I'll have to, I'd have to put all of that in the gumbo pot. And, you know, it's a, it's a combination of a lot of things uh, and all the things that will make a basketball team tick. So Danny Ainge made it, made it should have made some moves that would have got them elevated. You see a emerging team like Boston, not Boston, but uh, Brooklyn coming out. You see a team revamped like the Sixers. Um, and so on and so forth. And then you see like the the people that are coming into the league, like uh, LaMelo Ball, like um, I, I'm, I'm going blank, but you just see where you have to make improvements. And that really wasn't what happened on the Boston Celtics uh, team. So I think the players are feeling it because of that. And the GM's not the greatest right now or in the greatest light because of that. And then the coach looks like he's such and such and so on. So it's a domino effect. Yeah, you're right, too. And I, and I spent some time thinking about this as well uh, before we started recording and, and while you were giving your your in-depth uh, response to my question. Yeah, it's a gumbo type of thing for sure, because <laughs> you really can't point at one thing in, in, in specific. Right. On one yeah. hand, Jalen Brown's been a little banged up. They've had some COVID issues as well. Marcus Smart's been out as well. So you can you can point to that. On the other hand, at the end of the day, Michael Jordan said it best when he when he uh, uh, when he uh, got his hall of, when he accepted his Hall of Fame speech. Players are the ones who are or who win the championships, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I just feel like now with Jason Tatum getting that bank, Kemba obviously got paid, Jalen Brown got paid. They have to be the leaders and basically hold everyone accountable as well too. So it seems like sometimes they're not all in sync. Their body language kind of tells you. Um, you know, that they're not in sync as well, too. So I think they just have to hold each other accountable as well. And then from the coaching standpoint, Brad Steven, he seems like a great coach. I mean, he has a winning record every single yeah. year. Conference finals a couple times as well, too. He works with what he has. But it kind of seems to me, at least from looking at it from the outside in, he's not going to be that one that, you know, rah, rah, rahs at you as well, too. So it seems like it could be a case where the players have kind of lost – some form of hope with them as well too. They, they don't mm-hmm. seem as motivated. So you you may look down the line if they don't get to the finals this year or conference finals this year when they're fully healthy again, that you may have to consider going into a new direction as well too. Because you, you sometimes you just need a change. I mean, we see what happened with Doc Rivers, um, and then right now with Tyloo. You know, what I'm saying they need a new mm-hmm. voice and they're playing much better than they were last year um, as well. So that could be an issue there. 
Um, and I think he just has to define the roles because he even struggled at defining roles um, back when Gordon Hayward came back from injury and back when Kyrie Irving came from injury as well, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even uh, last year in the playoffs when, when Jalen Brown had an argument with Marcus Smart, um, you're supposed to be that one that kind of defines the role. Jalen Brown shouldn't be going to Marcus Smart and say, yo, stop shooting threes. So mm-hmm. I, I put a little bl- bit of blame on the coach and the GM. I mean, you're the one who is basically the director. You're putting everything yeah. together, too, yeah. right? Um, you're putting all the ingredients in the pot, essentially. Yeah. So um, y'all haven't went to the champ. Y'all haven't won a championship in 13 years since 2008. Yeah. What, what grade was it? Eighth year, eight. Eighth grade was the last time they won a championship as well, too. Um, that was so a big three. For to, yeah, for you to have. Granted, went to the finals twice, but for you to have at one point on their roster, Kyrie Irving. Jalen Brown, yeah, Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, all together in just under that—that's just crazy. And then Boston was the team from the Nets trade and other other trades as well too. They got a lot of draft stock. They had hella first round picks. For you to not basically pull like a Toronto and you know try to trade and, and get like a Kawhi Leonard or do what they did with the Lakers and get AD to not get that marquee player that you need is just like bro. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like you said earlier, <laughs> teams are getting better. It's evolution. It's going to happen. Are you going to be with it or are you not going to be with it? Only the strong yeah. survive. So, like you said, you really can't point to one in particular. Uh, so, I guess I would kind of split it like 33.3% each of, you know, everything that's going on right now as well, too. So, um, like I said, we'll see what happens when Marcus Smart comes back. And it's just been a weird, unprecedented, um, unprecedented year as well, too. So, I guess only the playoffs will tell. So hopefully they get a, they 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 catch a groove and um you know they can be a top three four team because that's that's my expectations for them. My expectation for them is that you got two bona fide stars who are borderline about to be superstars. Like yeah, y'all should be dominating right now. So yeah, um, we'll see what happens with it. Um, like I said, it's a little oh, early. Um, yeah. but yeah, we'll see. But what are you about to say? Also, um, you brought up a good point when you were mentioning things about Brad. Uh. Brad, Brad Stevenson, um, I, I wonder, you know, we always talk about people shifting from uh, college to the NBA. I look at a lot of stuff from, like, uh, coaches shifting from, you know, lower mid-majors to high mid-majors to, you know, uh, from, like, the, the lower conferences to the bigger conferences in college basketball. Now we're talking about the NBA. Um, Brad Stevens was a coach at Butler who had time and had commitment to develop talent, you know, and and a system that you can play together. NBA, you know, if something's not working, if it's not really groovy with some of your personalities, you have to change it on the fly. And I'm wondering, you know, with the personalities that he's had, with the different changes that have been made, um, you know, and plus you you run into like LeBron James or uh, maybe a Raptors team or whoever they were, you know, exited by on some of those previous years that you know, any for any coach, if you're not LeBron James, you're not you're not going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so so I, I wonder, is is that maybe a reflection of, of, of the college history, too? It's like, yo, if you can give me a group of guys that, you know, want to play together for at least three years, I can I can do something with it. But it seems like Brad, Brad Stevenson hasn't got that vein, you know, within his within his team to, to function like that, because it's it's a totally different style of basketball. Of course, you got people that are, you know, dropped it, celebrities dropped it, uh, um, all-stars when it comes to basketball, but 
when it comes to certain systems that people buy in, I feel like it could work. And, and Brad Stevenson is a darn good coach, damn good coach. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see for sure. Another team who we had on the hot seat the other week um, and now is starting to pick things up is the Miami Heat. Uh, yes, sir. They have won, I believe, nine of the last 12 games. I think they're currently, if memory serves me correctly, let me double check real quick because the, the East is kind of looking like the West right now. You want to <laughs> lose one game from the fifth through eighth seed, you, you, it, it just gets a little crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, they won, they won those games. And I think right now they've turned it around a little bit. And I think I believe that they are number five in the Eastern Conference right now. Just like that. Um, at 16 and 17, just like that as well, too. Um, and they had a great, great, great game the other day. They played the best team in the NBA record-wise. Um, Utah Jazz won 124 to 116. And Jimmy Butler, man, he played like <laughs> finals Jimmy Butler, <laughs> playoff Jimmy Butler. That boy went stupid. Yeah. Um, he had 33 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Shot 55% from the field and made 9 of 11 free throws as well, too. Um, played great. And that, and that's what they're going to need from him moving forward, you know. Um, just like how we talked about the Celtics as well, too. Who do you really blame? Um, because with them, you know, I'm expecting if you've kind of tasted what it, what it felt like to get to the finals and you have this young town around you, you're only going to be motivated to get better and better. So couple episodes back before the season started when I gave my projections on who can potentially get a number one or two seed. I had Miami really high up there as well, too, because I thought they were just going to build off. But what I felt to realize is it is COVID season. There yeah. are always going to be injuries, you know what I'm saying? And then they had the shortest turnover as, as well as the Lakers as well, too. Um, but I think the Miami Heat played, what, damn near 33 games? And Jimmy yeah. Butler's only played 21, so – if you're a max player, obviously, if you don't play, um, you know, what I'm saying and you're kind of top heavy in the sense uh, it's going to make sense where your your impact uh, is not going to be felt when you're not on the floor um, as well, too. So that kind of makes sense. I'm happy for him. I looked at a stat right after he won against the Utah Jazz. Um, they're 13 and eight with Jimmy Butler and they're three and nine without Jimmy Butler. Um, their three point percentage is 37 percent without him it's 34 percent. Um, assist to turnover ratio is 1.78 with them, 1.38 without them. Um, and their opponent's points per game is 106 as opposed to when he doesn't play 116. So, Jimmy Butler, you are very valuable to this team. Keep doing what you got to do. And I'm ready to see, um, I'm ready to see this, this, this bubble talk people have been talking about. Say, y'all were fluking, ready to see that, that, uh, you know, get put shut down. I think you guys are doing a great job at quieting the critics. Um, yeah, anything yeah. you have to add to that? Uh, shout out to Warren. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, man, um, that's a dangerous team that, you know, and I know the games are closer, but that's a dangerous team. I think I even said this last week, you know, they are still the reigning Eastern Conference champions. So no matter what the hoopla is, if they have a spot within the playoffs, it, it can get nasty because, you know, Lord forbid, it's a playoff bubble again, or, you know, you're, you're playing less and less teams. So you're only going maybe from city to city, if that's even the case, or they might just say, Hey, we're going to do a Eastern conference bubble. We're going to do a Western conference bubble. And then we'll do the two cities and have possible just that and the third fans. We don't really know what that's going to look like just yet, but it's going to start to narrow down. You're going to start to have more people because it's going to, 
that room for error is going to be that much was it, was it wider or slim, however you say it, but there's going to be less of an opportunity for people to catch COVID when the season gets cutting down teams and stuff like that, you know, and the NBA is going to have certain things. And you're talking about summer, you're talking about the vaccine uh, possibilities, you know, they're not urging anybody to get it just yet. You know, NBA hasn't put that marketing campaign in just yet, but yo, know, it's going to get narrow and a team like the heat that could put up that kind of numbers against the perennial best team record wise in the NBA just by having Jimmy Butler back imagine what they could do when they're in a rhythm you know I I don't see not I don't see but they still be a tough out for anybody in the league east you know top eight seeds whoever that is top four seeds whoever that is so uh this would be a good one to come back to if they mess around and and, and last thing about that is Pat Riley, the Godfather, and um, his coach Eric Spoelstra. Cannot refuse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have an offer that you cannot refuse. <laughs> I'm about to come out there with you, man. I need. Um, <laughs> but but they don't panic, you know. They don't panic. There's never there's never they they do media really well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's never like a oh this was this in the locker room whatever like that nothing happens out of there unless they want it to, to get out you know what I'm saying not saying you could throw a temper tantrum in Miami if that's one city where you don't cry about anything and it's Miami at least you go outside and it's freaking 90 80 degrees go to South Beach and you can relax if you had a bad practice just relax but they don't panic and it's all right cool so COVID season whatever like that just like that boom we're in fifth in the east and cool let's sip Pina Colada by the, by the beach after practice and <laughs> wait to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah, and another, another thing I noticed, too, once they started winning was they took Tyler Hero out of the starting lineup and replaced him with Kendrick Nunn. So shout out to, um, you know, Eric Spostra, you know, mm-hmm. defining roles and, and making adjustments uh, to them for them to get back on track as well, too. So that was a huge thing. Um, and another thing, just to leave on this note, I want them to have – Obviously, I want the best for Miami Heat, but mm-hmm. I want them to get the sixth seed. And because I think right now, Philadelphia and the Nets are going to be going back and forth between a one and two. So mm-hmm. that leaves the Bucks with three. And I want a rematch. Okay. I want a okay. rematch. Giannis okay. is like, yo, I got my boy Drew Holiday now. Let's get it. <laughs> and I want to see a rematch. I think that would be a fire first round matchup. And I wouldn't I be think- surprised if Miami beats them. Yeah, I think they'll work it out. Yeah, <laughs> I think the yeah. NBA work it out. It's like, hey, it's <laughs> a couple calls. You know what I'm saying? Right, a couple calls, couple calls. Yeah, it's too good. Oh, Jimmy, COVID protocol for a week? All right, yeah, okay. I can see that happening. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I, I would love to see that. Um, moving on, man. The Nets are still on fire, bro. They're still on fire. Um, they're on an eight-game win streak right now. They just came from being in Orlando. I think tonight they're going to host the Dallas Mavericks. Kyrie's obviously sitting down and whatnot, but – more so, man, um, it's just – it kind of amazes me how KD hasn't been playing for quite some time now. And I still check the numbers on a daily basis. I checked it today. They're still mm-hmm. number one in points per game without a 30-point-per-game score. And they're still number one in field goal percentage as well, too, which is, which is ridiculous. But more so, man, I'm impressed with James Harden, bro. I feel like a lot of people kind of – or I guess we're mad at the situation with how things kind of unfolded in Houston and whatnot as well, too. But um, you can just tell he wasn't happy in Houston. He just didn't believe in the front office on the pieces that they were going to have to 
um, acquire for them to be competitive again as well, too. And then obviously you see a juggernaut in, you know, Kawhi and PG, their roster, AD and the AD and LeBron in their roster, Utah on the rise, these other team emerging. You're just like, yo, we're digressing. So yeah. I got to get out of here because my numbers already speak for itself. I've already achieved every form of individual accolade, but now it's all about winning as well, too. Comes over here, averaging 25 points per game, 11 assists, eight rebounds, field goal percentage. Normally, is around 43, 44 this year. It's damn near almost at 50 at 48, and he's shooting 40% from three, 87% for the free throw line as well, too. What I'm more so impressed by is, one, he's durable as hell. Yeah. Kyrie and, and Katie have been in and out the lineup, and we'll talk <laughs> about Katie a little bit later after this, but he's still playing down at 37, 38 minutes a game, and they're just finding different ways to win, and, and I'm more so impressed about him stepping up and being the leader that he is as well, too, and then being a facilitator first and forehand. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I used to look over and be like, yo, he's really not a point guard, but I think he's a natural point guard that just happens to be able to score with the best of them as well, too. Um, and I know a lot of people have been saying, you know, Joel Embiid and and, 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 and LeBron James is like a two-way race right now, too. But mm-hmm. even though Brooklyn has three top-tier scores, and like I said, with with – with their lack of depth, I guess you could say, or their defensive struggles that they've had early on, um, James Harden has really been carrying these guys. So right now, for me, it's like when it's all said and done, depending on when Katie comes back and, and the whole Kyrie situation and if they can get the number one seed and he continues to be the league leader in the system and whatnot, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he gets up in MVP conversation. I knew we gave our top three, and that was like my – my like six man, so to say, but I wouldn't be surprised um, if he ends up being MVP because he's generating so many easy looks for Joe Harris and, yeah. and all these other players. And he's making DeAndre look, Jordan look like DeAndre Jordan from the Clippers days and whatnot <laughs> when we thought he was washed. So yeah. that, I, I, I'm just proud of what he's doing, man. Um, you know, how do you, what are your thoughts on Harden in his year as well, too? Do you think he should be at least flirted upon with the, with the idea of being in the MVP race? Of course. I mean, I think James Harden was always in the MVP race. If not a front runner for it every year, he probably could be top three, top four, you know, top five, however it's playing out that year. Definitely in the past, you know, four or five years, James Harden has been top, top three at least. Um, and what we're seeing is, you know, real MVP stuff. You come in, you're adorable, um, you put up numbers, you, you win games for your team. Um, a piece that he might have been missing that we talk about every time we mention James Harden is ringless. Um, he uh, he um, doesn't – he hasn't got over that hump. You know, he hasn't got over that hill uh, that is not just, oh, scoring at high volumes. He hasn't made those big wins in the playoffs where teams will let James Harden have 80 points, but, you know, the rest of your team is not warmed and primed to go. But now he's playing with two people, uh, you know, all-stars, quote-unquote, that have rings in Kyrie and KD, um, as well as two people that if he has 80 somehow, some way, for whatever reason, and they're shut out, I would still trust one of them with a last shot. You know what I'm saying? And you would still have to be true to them in the last minutes of a game uh, in a crucial playoff game because those two kick super crucial shots on top of James Harden already shooting two crucial shots. It looks like a made-up team within, like, you know, <laughs> when you get just to draft your team in 2K or whatever like that, you like, oh, just pick our players and let's rock, you know? 
uh, looks like a made up team. So, uh, so, 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 but, but James Harden is who we think he is. Uh, we just haven't seen him get over that hump by himself, quote unquote, in the playoffs. I think this is totally different because he has those dogs with him. Um, and he has people that he might, you know, be a little bit more reliable and everybody's playing a little bit more loose. Um, and, and it's just, it's, it's cool and it's dope to see that he's doing that without Katie and Kyrie uh, these last few few games, maybe a few weeks. I'm not sure how long it's been, but uh, it's like, yo, he is who we thought he was and he can win some games and he's definitely tearing up their opponents currently. Yeah, I have to agree with you for sure. So, you know, sticking with the Nets as well too, but more so diving into um, a subtopic with, with Kevin Durant. Uh, obviously, we said a little bit earlier, he got replaced um, as a starter with Jason Tatum, and he got replaced um, with Sabonis as well, too, as a reserve. Um, so Brooklyn Nets star forward Kevin Durant will remain out until after the All-Star break due to a left hamstring strain he suffered earlier this month, the team announced Friday. Um, and basically, they said here that earlier this week, Nash said that Durant will be back for one of the team's games prior to the All-Star break, but after Durant underwent a follow-up MRI on his injured left hamstring, which he hurt in the game against the Golden State Warriors, which is funny, um, Nash said the injury required more patience before he could return as well, too. Um, and then I think they also said here, I just think the second round of the imaging when there was less uh, – when he said, I just think the second round of imaging when there was less bleeding – it was more clear to just be cautious and say, we'll monitor him appropriately and make sure we can get him back playing at the level um, he was playing at when he was out of as well, too. Part of it is Mother Nature and just figuring out the course of rehab and then re and then ramping him back up when he's healthy enough so that doesn't uh, so he doesn't come back prematurely as well, too. So um, obviously it makes sense, right? You know, he just came off with a major catastrophic injury that most people don't really come back from. Looks exactly the same. And given the circumstances being his biggest being that's the Nets biggest investment, it makes sense to be cautious, especially mm -hmm. when you're winning in, in different ways as well, too. You don't really need him. He's a lecturer at this point right now. And then looking over in the West, LeBron's going through some hell right now. Right. So yeah, uh, AD with AD's little injury that he has right now as well, too. So it makes sense as well. So um, I'm only concerned. I'm not concerned with Katie at all, but. I just hope the minutes um, don't catch up to Kyrie and, and, and James Harden as well, too. Um, but I think even though right now they're, they're with a half a game behind for the first place, I don't really think right now the first place is, is what they're going for because I feel like no matter what seed they're in right now, they have the ability to turn that switch on and, and they're going to be so deadly that uh, it really doesn't matter. But what are your thoughts on, um, you know, KD being out for an extended period of time now? Um, always with Katie, we see who he is. We know he exactly who he thought he was. Uh, uh, I feel like I'm saying I'm saying things today, but honestly, I mean, it's it's like, and, and, and I feel like I've said the same thing about KD. It's if he's hurt, you rest him, and you rest him until it matters. So if KD didn't come back into the uh, playoffs. So, so what you see what you see what he was doing into the league, you know, coming off an of ACL and this is not even his ACL. So it's a little bit more, you know, more minor, but it's like, yo, all right, cool. Do what you got to do, you know, relax. He's a seven foot tall guard who's going to shoot over you and do crazy stuff. You know, it's almost a guarantee we're going deep in the playoffs. So nah, relax with KD. Um, 
you know, I, I would hate to to lose him to a scenario that wasn't for all the chips, you know? Yeah, I'd have to agree with you as well, too. And then speaking about the Lakers um, as well, too, obviously people are going crazy uh, with the whole Anthony Davis um, injury as well, too. And we we're, and were saying, you know, obviously it sucks that it's year 18 for Braun, but he's one of those rare exceptions who's built for this as well. So um, they got on a four-game losing streak, lost by 11 to Brooklyn, um, two by Miami, three by the Wizards, and then 25 by Utah. Um, just taking L's left and right. But they did manage to get a W against Portland last night as well, too. But one of the biggest reasons why they got that W was – because Dennis Schroeder came back. So mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder has only missed four games this year, but they're actually 0-4 without Dennis Schroeder. So that just tells you um, all LeBron really needs is another guy who can get his own bucket, another guy who can create for others, take LeBron off of the playmaking yeah. um, you know, duties as well, too. Um, and what I like about Dennis Schroeder is, uh, you know, he's just a dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's pretty rare nowadays when you see a guy pick up someone from full court um, so he definitely puts that, you know, helps put that pressure on that primary uh, ball handler to make quick decisions as well, too. So I think moving forward, even though they don't have Anthony Davis right now and they have Dennis Schroeder back, I think we're going to see the Lakers at least stay. Obviously, they have their third in the West right now, but as far as wins with without AD, I think they can be slightly above 500. Um, so with Dennis Schroeder, he came back with 22 points, um, two assists, three rebounds and only played about 31 minutes of action. So just want to shout that out as well, too. Now, sticking with LeBron James, um, mm-hmm. people just like to keep uh, LeBron James names in their mouths as well, too. So um, obviously the most popular sports um, in the whole world is is, is football, um, soccer as well, too. <laughs> and one of the uh, one of the best soccer players um, who, you know, played overseas and then uh, decided to take his talents elsewhere is Zlatan Ibrahimovic, one of my favorite FIFA players I used to play with in the past as well, too. Um, so Ibrahimovic basically came out, and um, I don't know if I have the exact quote, but I think we have it on the IG real quick. So let me check our uh, uh, IG so I can get the exact quote. Where are we at? Season show team, bada boom, bada beam, right here. So Zlatan Ibrahimovic said, in regards to LeBron, he is phenomenal in what he's doing, but I don't like when people have some comment. I, ooh, let me start it over. He is phenomenal okay. in what he's doing, but I don't like when people have some kind of status and they do politics. I play football because I'm the best in playing football. That is the first mistake people do when they become famous and they come in a certain status. Stay out of it. Just do what you're best at because it doesn't look good. Um, so obviously after LeBron James um, got the W10293, the Portland Trailblazers, one of the um, reporters wanted a sound bite off of him as well, too. He said a couple things. Um, he said, in regards to his lot of times, he said, I think he was the same guy who said when he was back in Sweden, because his last name wasn't a certain last name, that he felt there was some racism going on when he was out, of, out on the pitch. James said, no. I speak from a very educated mind, so I'm kind of the wrong guy to actually go at because I do my homework. Um, and then there was a whole spill several years ago. Like I said, Ibrahim said he was subjected to undercover racism in, in a native Sweden because his Bosnian roots gave him a surname that doesn't tr- sound traditionally Swedish. Um, and then he also, LeBron also said, he basically took the high road and said, I would never shut up and shut up about things that are wrong. James said, following the Lakers 102 93 win. 
I preach about my people. I preach about equality, social injustice, racism, systematic voter suppression, things that go into our community as well, too. Because I was part of a community at one point and saw things that was going on. And I know what's going on still because I have a group of 300 plus kids in my school that are going through the same thing and they need a voice. And I'm their voice. I'm their voice. And I use my platform to continue to shed light on everything that may be going on, not only in my community, but around this country and around the world as well, too. So there's no way I would ever just stick to sports because I understand how this platform, I have this platform and how powerful my voice is as well, too. Um, any thoughts on all that? Trade XXIV, the philosopher. <laughs> uh, I'm a big proponent in uh, sports figures, uh, not sports figures, but just anybody in entertainment, particularly not being the sole quote unquote leader of thought when it comes to certain issues, whatever like that. But, okay. <laughs> but in these situations, uh, again, like LeBron summarized, there are certain kids that only, you know, listen to what comes out of his mouth. You know what I'm saying? So I doubt LeBron even, not, not doubt it, but he's sticking up for something and all these players are sticking up for something. So when they do that, you know, these kids get that information and then it becomes and it curates in their minds and then they go look for it. You know, I think if you have somebody as your role model that's in sports or entertainment, cool, you know, and then start to open that, 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 vein of knowledge and seek even more. So it's like, oh, this person talking about this. All right, let me see. And then see other people that it might be community leaders, might be uh, people that, you know, you can reach out to and might be able to, you know, tap lawmakers and whatever like that. So I think it's, it's for me, it's, it's balance within it, right? But when it comes to these people, man, and, and I say these people, I just mean people that come out and turn up and, and get on their, on their horse about whatever. And, people that come out LeBron all the time, you know, if you don't have haters, you're probably not doing that right. <laughs> so uh, it's like, they come out of nowhere. LeBron's not mentioning their names, whatever like that. They just like, feel like they, I feel like they say stuff to get LeBron to say their name so they can cut a check, you know what I'm saying? So they can do an interview or so they can like get some more money. And I think LeBron knows that LeBron's media, media trained or not media trained. He's lived in the media since he was freaking 10 years old, you know, since he was six, two and, 10 year old and 200 pounds so so it's nonsense for per usual i don't i don't even want to get into anything that that guy kind of i guess he's, he's a he's a premier soccer player right but it's just one of those things where it's like bro are you like washed up that much to where you have to come out another like super great athlete to get your kicks off you know you could have said it about anything and they never say, say anything about the people that are just like crazy blatantly wrong about certain stuff like there, there was rarely anybody, you know, except for people that might look like and talk like and, and had come from a certain background that was calling the last dude that we had in the house certain things, you know what I'm saying? But every time it's, oh, LeBron James shouldn't be doing this or such and such to stick to that or such and such to stick to that. So it's one of those things where it's like, yo, they realize that, yo, we are on a pedestal and we um, – have these priorities heavy as the head that wears the crown. So I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna do what I have to do, I'm gonna have this responsibility and I'm gonna I'm gonna push it forward. Um so shout out to, to LeBron for doing that and not you know falling into any nonsense. And LeBron's the king of not falling into any nonsense because he's the king. Like very rarely has LeBron been in any kind of you know little fiasco or back and forth with somebody. It's mum's the word, I'm gonna put my money here. 
I'm going to, you know, do what I got to do over here and I'm going to do it in, 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 from real power instead of just going back and forth with words and getting caught up and being painted like they would want me to be painted. So so shout out to the NBA's king, LeBron James, for not even putting up with that goofy. Yeah, yeah, lean on that note. And, I, and it's also like no matter how high I reach, I just can never disregard where I come from, you know, and, and mm-hmm. the people – of my color who are struggling. I just, I just can't do that. You know what I'm saying? I can't sell out. So yeah. Shout out to LeBron James for always taking the high role and always, um, mm-hmm. you know, just being a leader and, and leading, leading this, leading this, uh, this era. So uh, I rock with it. Um, another leader as well too, in the news is Russell Westbrook. Uh, so Washington was his basketball player and astute businessman. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, along with his wife and business partner, Nina, have announced that they've partnered with LA Promise Fund to launch the Russell Westbrook Why Not Middle and High School. Um, so they're creating and supporting educational opportunities for underserved youth has always been a passion of mine. That's what Westbrook said. So it's important that every child has access to a good education regardless of their socioeconomic background. My goal in partnering with the LA Promise Fund is to ensure our South LA students are ready for college and ultimately success success in the 21st century um, as well. So the two schools known collectively as Russell Westbrook's Why Not Academy have a goal of ensuring students in South LA, like I said, have greater uh, access to high quality athletic programs while balancing strong education and leadership development. Um, he also went on to say, or I guess the president, uh, we all know Russell Westbrook accomplishment on the court has pledged to the LA Promise Fund schools in the South LA community demonstrates his deep commitment off the court to uplift the community and positively change lives as well too. Um, so it's going to operate on a community school model. This means that many of the resources will be connected to schools, students, and their families to ensure their comprehensive well-being. Students will be receiving the right support in the areas of career exposure, like internships and dual enrollment community college classes, wellness programs to promote mental health, nutrition, and physical health, college advising through field trips, test prep, and application assistance, and robust enrichment programs in athletics, science, technology, math, engineering, and leadership cultivation. So uh, shout out to Russell Westbrook. Um, any, 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 any two cents you want to add to that? Uh, no, I think, uh, well, yes, um, why not middle school and high schools? Um, for, for, for people to be able to learn in safe space and not really be worried about what's going on anywhere else, uh, with people that usually have to worry about what's going on everywhere else, that's huge. And, you know, the first step of a lot of things is just education, um, you know, getting there, um, funneling these kids to, to, a good and prosperous thing instead of death and poverty that w- that w- they would so um have us do so uh russell westbrook is getting them early middle school and high school is such an impressionable age you know and if you can get in it you can make learning cool you can make uh, different social groups cool you can make the safe space for the parents to come and support and make it a beautiful community um and and i'm not even where's this where's the school located at is it dc uh, LA. LA and, and even better in LA. Um, like that's huge. And then, you know, the prospect of possible expansion and uh, just people to see this model and to go on and so, so on and so forth. Uh, he's doing it at this level. Um, the guys under him can get together and they can put in, and uh, they can make it in their cities. And, you know, the other superstars, uh, you know, LeBron has the, I promise school and all that other stuff is, you know, it, it warms your heart to see that, you know, these guys that have the responsibility also giving back and um, 
caring about kids that are down the road that might become them one day as long as they have a safe route to education a safe route to uh athletics and a, and a safe promise to what other children have that seems so easy but it's such a struggle for certain communities and certain backgrounds i think that's really dope yeah i have to agree with you as well too um just shout out to black excellence too for sure that should always just puts a smile on my face for real um Moving on from that, you know, some wild shit has happened as well, too. So, obviously, we know about the whole insanity, New York era and whatnot. Um, so, with Jeremy Lin, he's basically made, um, he's made his, uh, you know, his his way back to the U.S. to play in the G League for now. We'll see if he ends up getting picked up for, from, uh, for, uh, well, end up getting picked up from an NBA team as well, too. So, um, basically, Jeremy Lin you know, got name shamed and was called coronavirus during the game. So right now uh, the G League is investigating a claim made by Jeremy Lin. Um, And basically he tweeted that he's not naming or shaming anyone. Um, He said, I know this will disappoint some of you, but I'm not naming or shaming anyone. Uh, What good does it do in this situation for someone to be torn down? It doesn't make my community safer or solve any of our long-term problems with racism as well too. Damn near shame, but you know, I just want to hear, you know, uh, what were your thoughts on, you know, this whole situation? Um, first shout out to Jeremy Lin because he's a battler, man. I mean, he came off of insanity, which was very <laughs> that was a crazy time. Like he was just yeah. putting up numbers. He, he he got hot, and then you know, background. You don't see many players that look like him in the league. Um, you know, or come from where he comes from in the league. Uh, and he went crazy. He liked captured the moment and everything, you know, that he had probably been working for from a basketball standpoint, he did. Like that's shout out to him. You cannot hate on that. And then he goes down with an injury, bounced around, went had to go overseas and to come back. He's in the G League. And we know this is this is somebody that deals with perseverance well, battles back. Um it seems like Jerry Mullen is just like, you know, I'm just here to play basketball, cool, whatever, keep it going. <laughs> you know, that's all that's all he's here to do. Uh, and then some of, some of the issues that c- kind of get sent his way, they're like, like what? I mean, I know they had the whole thing about like the, the hair, the dreadlocks, or whatever like that. Even with that, it's like, I don't know. You know, you can say part appropriation. Um, and you know, I'm I'm that person. I, I I have the right brain Malcolm X, and the left brain might be Huey, and then 13% might be Martin. Who knows? But uh. Even with that, it's like, yo, he's kind of just doing his thing. He see, he changes up hairstyles like every other week. Like even like the dress, one of those things. Like he's not hurting nobody. Jeremy Lin's not out here saying and word this and word that, whatever like that. He's playing in like an all black league. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think those cultures, you know, the Asian and, and black cultures, like the way they we they kind of parallel. Uh, not parallel, but they kind of meet in certain things, whether it become like pop culture, whether it becomes like anime, whether it becomes um, fashion, whatever like that. I think that's one of those things where it's like, this is not even the people we're like, you know, going hard, going crazy for it, like going crazy against. It's just like, all right, come together. I see Jeremy Lin doing his thing over there. Oh, Jeremy got dreadlocks today. Cool, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not one of those things that's like, um, so with this, uh that's nasty <laughs> it's just nasty and you know it's just a sh- kind of show of ignorance in a way too like 
that that's a, a in a lot of ways derogatory term you know we're just we passed like 500,000 deaths from this thing and so on and so forth and you had the nerve to call the probably the one person in the gym that might be of this background that it's like yo like at some point there's trash talking at some point there's you know being disrespectful and then after that it's ignorance and just like the lack of like you probably just don't know what to say out your mouth because why would you say that you, you mad at somebody was it that turned up was it that intense i don't even think so bro you guys are not even playing in front of any fans you know so so you gotta whoever said it whatever like that and jeremy lynn is like you know, I, ain't, I don't even want no problems with it i mean you know somebody out here calling people that but i don't even want no problems with it so uh shout out for jeremy lynn for stand down uh and and, and the whole situation and, you know, even calling somebody quote unquote coronavirus in that kind of situation in a work situation, you know, yeah. for all intents and purposes, like get out of here with that, man. Like relax, go find, find some new trash talk joints. It's, it's I, you know, and I'm, I'm not even capping the hour for Jeremy Lynn. It's just, it's, that's not, it doesn't even call, call for it. It doesn't even call for it. Yeah. Especially when, you know, motherfuckers always continue to get heckled no matter what, but we always take the high road, but yeah, yeah I understand yeah. Um, the origins of where this came from, uh, the coronavirus called the Kung flu, all that, like just the racial ties to it. So um, yeah. at the end of the day, it's not right, but at the end of the day, man, just take the high road, tune that noise out and just be the best you, that's all you can do. Just lead by example. Yeah. Um, last thing I want to talk about is the Mamba, Black Mamba. Kobe Bryant, forever in our hearts, forever in our memories, forever just shedding that greatness um, spiritually um, as well, too. So after the uh, Brooklyn Nets beat the Orlando Magic, uh, Malika Andrews asked, uh, you know, basically Kobe, I mean, asked Kyrie about um, his thoughts on Kobe being the NBA logo. So um, basically... Yeah, so Kyrie basically uh, came out on social media and said that he wants Kobe to be the new NBA logo. So he made mm-hmm. a post and said, got to happen. I don't care what anyone says. Black Kings built this league. Um, and then basically, you know, Vanessa Bryant co-signed and said, love this Kyrie. So she co-signed with that as well, too. But Kyrie also said that I want that to be something in history that's changed forever, um, that our generation was a part of that change. And if that means that I have to lead forward and get that conversation, then great. Um, and he also chimed in and said that, uh, let me see here. Um, I know that probably was met with some people that love it, the love, the, that the love idea and some people that don't love it. I reset my thing is paying homage to that example that has been set by that man, um, is what it's all about. And, uh, basically I think the logo who obviously is Jerry West chimed in and basically <laughs> said that. He wouldn't feel no type of way if it got changed around as well, too. But um, I kind of like the idea, you know, saying if we did change it, maybe we do need to touch up as well, too, especially if we are the dominant figure um, in this sport. We've basically moved this sports, sport forward. And what mm-hmm. better way to get a revamp than, you know, the Mamba? When you think of the NBA, the league, you think of the Mamba mentality, right? You know, being mm-hmm. the first person to get up, just showing strong work ethic, having structure, never giving up trying to find ways to reinvent yourself as well too so those are things that kind of stand out to me but uh what are your thoughts on you know if we have to push for go for a petition or do whatever to get kobe as a logo do you do you like that idea right there 
Uh, so first, I think Jerry West has been trying not to be the logo for years, and it's pretty funny. I was like, he's like, oh, get me down. Oh, no, I don't, don't even want to be on this ride. Nope, not, not. I think uh, for the NBA, it might just be more of like a, we not even, we didn't even have rebranding in our plans until quite recently. You know, and people were like, oh, it should be maybe Jordan. It should be something else, whatever like that. And then this whole the situation with Kobe happened very, very recently. Um, so I think NBA didn't really have free branding their logo. They might have been in the pot, but it, it wasn't ready to cook just yet. It wasn't defrosted. And, you know, with this kind of push, I think it, it, it will eventually happen, whether it be Kobe or whatever else it should be. But you, now you have, you know, quite the reason when it comes to Kobe Bryant uh, to be, make him the logo. Um, I think it will happen. Um, on top of that, uh, Kyrie saying it, um, he's, he's never, uh, absent or without, you know, a, a take to say, and he says it in, you know, certain ways, uh, that are not political. They're not in code. They're just, yo, black Kings built this league, whatever like that, which, um, it says something when people feel a certain way about the truth, you know, you know, black people with a lot of things. So get over it buttercup uh, but it's just like yeah i feel you <laughs> excuse me and um i don't i don't have a problem with any any of this i think Kyrie's right i think jerry west if he wants to get down from the logo get down from the logo i think the nba is gonna usher it in it's just probably a money in a uh in a mass like relogoing uh let's get uh, to get this it's, it's a logistics thing pretty much for the league so I, i'm pretty sure they have plans to do it but they want to do it in a big way that would only generate more money and attention for the league that's all for sure for sure so what would you even want to see the silhouette of would you want to see uh the 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 fadeaway in a sense um him kind of about to post up him dribbling like what would you want to see hmm that's that's interesting i think the fadeaway would be dope you know, somehow, some way. Um, again, it just, it takes some time. It's like, all right, put it, give it to the brand. I mean, I'm sure it would look very similar. It would just be, you know, a different kind of, like you said, silhouette. Um, so you just got to give it to that marketing team or whoever does that over there. And whatever looks the best aesthetically, that's what we want. Because we're so accustomed to seeing that, like, the, psych- the psych- psychology behind the logos and, like, how it makes people feel and like the imaging like if you've like ever played like these have like the logo games you can play on your phone where like it wouldn't have the names way back yeah 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 where they wouldn't have the names if you have to pick but like you know like how like that would trigger in your brain boom or like you see you know the four or five circles and that triggers in your brain luxury or you see the blue and the white and it triggers in your mind luxury old bmw and, and so on and so forth or if you see like a Toyota, you think affordable, or maybe I can abstain that. Or you see Ford, you know, you, you think of, oh, you know, I I can, uh, it's, it's durable, you know, like that psychology of logos is so, so important. So I think the NBA is probably just in the freaking lab and meeting with the, the psychologists and they're trying to figure out how do we roll this out and make it such and such, you know, or even if they don't tra- change the logo, which, you know, uh, Adam Silver is progressive, but he, they might start looking at stuff and be like, ah, you know, maybe we just need like a 
uh, NBA like 2.0 kind of brand. Like I can see them ushering it in, but just to click like that, people are so accustomed to things, man. Like it, it goes deeper than just, you know, making Kobe the logo. And I'm sure they are on the way to it, but it's just like, we, we got to take it one step at a time. There's levels to it. Yeah, for sure. I definitely yeah. have to agree with you as well, too. Um, I was just looking at some fan-made logos as well, too. I kind of agree with you. At first, I was like, all right, like, to kind of be reasonable with it, let's just have them dribbling kind of like Jerry West so it's not too much change. But if you're going to flat out just going to revamp it, I agree with you with the fadeaway. Yeah. So the normal one dribbling, as you can see, is like that. Yeah. Still pretty solid. Yeah. Um, And then we got the fadeaway one, which is like this one. I like that one a lot too. And you know what the most ironic part is? It's like your Black Kings book this league. It's like, bro, it's a logo and it's a cutout in white. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, so if you ever like take it to it, right? And this is me. All right, this this is leading to one of our conversations for after the pod. But shout out, what's <laughs> up, y'all? Um, so it's like if aliens ever like came to this planet after like we were like all gone and extinct or like something happened and it, it, they didn't know what the heck happened and like they were looking at it like it was just everybody it's like everything was left behind and they looked at it and they looked at the logo and they were just like hmm I wonder what this is you know like it looks like it like it's an artifact or whatever like that and then like some historian that might have it wrong is like oh yes that is. Uh, and I'm not sure why aliens have this accent for me, but whatever like that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's like, oh yes, that's the NBA. Oh, what happened with the NBA? Oh, so okay, it's like it's like a tour. It's like an alien tour of the planet when you know all the humans are gone, right? Uh, and they're like, oh, so what happened here? Oh, that was the professional sports league. Oh, it's the professional sports league. Oh, that was uh, where they would humans would fight. Uh, between each other and put a ball in a circular object and then you're like oh, okay that's nice i'm like so, so what kind of humans played it oh as you can see by the outlook white men built the league <laughs> you know what i'm saying so so as humans we're just kind of primitive and we just see stuff we're just like but in the grand scheme of things it's just like uh, you know so i that's where my mind goes sometimes sorry guys <laughs> No, no, that was, a, that was a good little story, too, because looking at it from the outside in, I would probably think there's just white people playing. Unless, <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming based on what you're saying, we have no form of evidence or artifacts to support any form of pictures uh, to see what they're looking like. So Yeah, yeah just like it's wiped out. <laughs> it's wiped out. You know, we just got white silhouettes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It messes you up. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Damn, he's making a different color because I mean, I guess black is kind of just neutral in a sense, but it's kind of funny how, like, even though we changed it to a black king, he's still white in a sense. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, that was episode one hundred three. Any 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 last words or anything like that? Um, yeah. So my last thing for today, yeah, man, like that's crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, so my last thing is to, for today is a uh, shout out to the Richmond uh, local basketball family. Um, whether it be uh, emerging high school basketball players or emerging uh, starting to be college players and, and alumni in all senses, you know, there's Richmond community uh, is so on and so forth. And even like the uh, Virginia basketball connection, uh, we, we, lo we lost a, a loved one quite recently, um, Jay, Jadon Robinson, uh, rest in peace. Um, 
he 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 um passed away recently he was um former he was from chesterfield former uh product of a benedictine uh also played at some other places um but all around uh somebody that you know all love was coming out of all light and um you know being attached to his his family in certain ways uh it's just you know that's a that's a tough one but who he was, the person he was, the way he played on the court, the way, you know, he could light up a room, he could light up an area he was in and just give people hope and inspiration, man. Um, you know, just all love to him, all love to the family. So shout out to Jadon Robinson and, 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 and uh, may he rest in peace and may, you know, our love definitely from the Caesar show and beyond and, and Richmond, VA, uh, Richmond VA and VA family, all of that, uh, you know, we're with you guys and, and rest in peace to him and uh and on a on a on a, on a also the same vein uh you you know shout out to, to the kings and the queens that are going through this that might be you know late high school early high school um starting off college just getting off of college this stuff's not easy man trying to make a way the way the world is um and so on and so forth like that so if you need somebody to call, you know, shoot a DM, whatever like that. You're never, 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 ever, 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 ever alone. Even sometimes it might feel like it. You're just on your way uh, in a journey that's only going only gonna to make you more powerful. Um, so this week, if you can, be there for somebody. Um, you know, say what's up to somebody, hug somebody, love on somebody, because you never know. You never really know. So shout out to the Robinson family. Shout out to Jadon Robinson, uh, Jay Robinson. Um, who was an elite king uh, basketball player in the Richmond VA community? Yeah, very well said. Always love the epilogues, and obviously, shout out to him, his family, friends, um, and the impact that he, you know, managed to leave here as well too. So, definitely never take never take anything for granted. Um, always cherish those good moments because you never know when someone can go. Um, and if you ever need someone to talk to, like you said, always a DM away. And there's always help out there as well, too. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 103 of the Caesar Show. Make sure, make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at TradeXXIV. Sir Caesar's The Caesar Show. We out. Peace.